it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't have time to search the whole stock market? Tired of wading through endless information? Instead, get my trusted stock picks at valuespotlight.com. Love this podcast because it crushes your dreams of getting rich quick. They actually got me into reading stats for anything. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern. Step-by-step premium investing guidance for beginners. Your path to financial freedom starts now. Starts now. All right, folks, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. Today, we have a special announcement. Andrew is going to talk about some upcoming changes to the Sather Research e-letter. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to our friend, Sir Andrew, and we'll go ahead and start. Thanks, Sir Dave. (laughs) The Sather Research e-letter, for people who are just tuning in for the first time, was a newsletter I started in 2014, stock pick a month. It's been a long journey. So... Coming up almost on a decade of running that, we decided to go back and see what did subscribers want with the e-leather and got some really good feedback. So moving forward, the research e-leather is going to include not only stock picks, but is going to include news and commentary on the companies in the portfolio. It's going to have regular rankings that are updated. Deep dives on peer companies, which might be related to the companies in the portfolio. For example, I just did one on Google, which competes against Microsoft in the cloud. And then also regular letters to investors, which allows me to pontificate about whatever super nerdy thing I want to talk about when it comes to investing. So we're calling that value spotlight now, which I feel better reflects what the newsletter is trying to do for people. And so we're relaunching it from now on. We're going to call it Value Spotlight. And it's going to be everything that the Safer Research e-letter was with stock picks every month. But it's going to have all this new content and just be presented in a different and easier way to consume too now that you're going to be able to download an app and more easily access it on the computer or your phone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. So the real money portfolio will continue as well, correct? Of course, yeah. Okay. Just getting a little bit of a name change and a little bit of fresh paint. (laughs) It's a little more than a fresh coat of paint. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So I guess what prompted the decision to make a change? Well, to be honest, you were a big part of this and my wife was a big part of this. And you guys helped create the name value spotlight. And I feel like I knew there needed to be a rebrand as far as what are we actually trying to do for people? Mm-hmm. And I felt like the say the research e-letter didn't really communicate that. So it was a lot of your help. I had some help from our partner, Andy, mm-hmm. and my wife came up with the spotlight idea. I thought it was brilliant. And I'm just really excited to see how it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think the switch to the new platform is going to make it, you know, as somebody who reads it monthly myself, I'm excited for it because it's going to make, you know, my life easier. (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, being able to access the information and read it is going to be so much easier and so much simpler and the the user experience is 10 times what it was before and to me that you know alone is enough to make the change but the other stuff that you're doing as well is going to be pretty awesome as well so i'm super excited about the change just you know like we've talked about a million times being able to access the past you know write ups and past research and looking at what you said about this company and that company is just going to be 10,000 times easier than it is now. I am super excited for the change for sure. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's music to my ears. I thought, you know, take this opportunity since this is a big moment for the Say the Research e-letter to kind of look back over its history mm-hmm. and maybe go through some of the big moments and I can talk about some of the lessons that I learned from running this portfolio for almost a decade. Crazy, isn't it? Almost 10 years. It's nuts. <laughs> that is weird. I don't know if I have any clothing that has lasted <laughs> that long. Years. Yeah. <laughs> a couple cross country moves will do that. Yes. Yeah. You, you lose a lot of physical things. So, I mean, we've talked about the evolution of the stock picking over time. But the first thing that jumps out to me was, you know, I bought a company every month until 2016. And then 2016, you started seeing me sell some positions. And that was back when I had a trailing stop. Mm-hmm. And I know trailing stops work for certain types of investors, but don't work for other kinds, aka mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on trailing stops? I probably would agree with your assessment. I think they're perfectly fine in certain situations, but then in other situations they're just not appropriate. They just don't work. They kind of they kind of defeat the purpose of what you're trying to do. Yeah, I know that certain strategies, like there's a growth investor who talks about buying stocks that are accelerating mm-hmm. in their growth, and he uses a trailing something very similar to a trailing stop. And that seems to work very well because you're trying to catch that momentum. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense. You're starting up where the acceleration is happening, but then you're getting out because the downside to buying those kind of stocks is if, it all collapses. It can go way further down than where even the momentum started. Right. And so for somebody who's not even looking for stocks like that and more and looking for stocks that might be misunderstood in the market, having the trailing stop worked against me because there would be great companies I had that I was forced to sell out prematurely because 
I was just a little too early on when I bought them. So for example, I bought Best Buy in May of 2015 and I was stopped out of it on February 1st, 2016. And I was at Best Buy at $25 a share. That was a good company. It was doing fine at the time. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was a loss that I took that I didn't need to take because I was trying to misfit a strategy. I was trying to misfit a tactic to a strategy that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily gel, even though on the surface, it sounds like something that should work. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before Nerd Wallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money, not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. The next big move I see, which I feel like I've harped about this for a while now, but in July of 2016, I sold Foot Locker and Tiffany and I bought a company called Franklin Resources. And that's been a stock that has been burned in my memory. And it's funny to look back over almost a decade because the stock picks I remember the most are the ones that didn't go the way I wanted. I almost have to remind myself about like, oh yeah, I bought errands and I got out at like a 60% gain. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even in my memory, you know? Like it's been right. filed away somewhere away from my consciousness. Oh yeah, how did Franklin Resources do when you bought them in 2016? 
that's a scar that's just never <laughs> gonna leave my forever. brain. <laughs> right. And it, but it's those those painful lessons I think can produce something really, really fruitful for people. Mm-hmm. Particularly for me when I look at a company like uh, Franklin Resources, we just did an episode about industry analysis. And I have it burned in my memory where I was looking at Franklin Resources and TR T row price. And it was basically value investing versus growth investing. Mm-hmm. And I passed on T, even though T row was cheap, it was very cheap at the time. And I passed on T row to buy Franklin because Franklin was cheaper. And to see that stock completely just go up like the rest of the market while Franklin Resources sputtered along right. is a very, that's going to be hard to forget. It does teach you that, you know, when you're looking at industries, it's not just about necessarily who has the best balance sheet or who's the cheapest stock. It's also about who has the best underlying business mm-hmm. and making sure that you're paying a good price for that. Because if you don't, you could end up with a company that sputters for years and years and years like Franklin Resources did. Yeah, exactly. It certainly illustrates the importance of the price you pay and how much of a bearing that can certainly have on a company and just buying based only on the price can also be the thing that comes back to bite you in the butt too. Yeah. And putting a lot of money in, in something like that can really set you back for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think when I was a more newbie investor, I would not blink at putting 20% into a position. Now it's like I'm doing brain surgery to put my latest position was like almost 15%. And I was like performing triple bypass brain surgery on myself like three times before saying, okay, all right, this is good. We're going to, we're going to move forward with this heavy concentration. Right. This is a little bit poetic to me, but I noticed that, you know, Franklin resources was obviously really painful for me. That stock underperformed for a while. But as I was kind of looking back over this history, I noticed that sometimes in the lesson, you can almost redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you notice the company I switched, you know, obviously, if you're just looking at Franklin Resources, I bought here, I sold here. Terrible result. I still made money, but it did not beat the market by a far stretch. Right. But the great thing about that is the story doesn't end there. And so when you sell a position that is a loser, it hurts because you're taking that loss and you're having to rip the bandaid off for yourself and realize that loss. But it also opens opportunity for you moving forward to have a better and brighter future. And so when we sold Franklin Resources, we bought Visa. And that's been a way better (laughs) performer to have in the financial industry. Mm -hmm. And that's done well for subscribers so far. So it's cool to see that even though these scars can be really, really painful and very visual, that there can also be good things that come out of them. Mm-hmm. And you know I won't make that same mistake twice. No. And so not only do you get the lesson, but you also get a chance to to find better companies. And maybe some of the new companies you find will be better opportunities in the future than they are for you now. Right. You look at any stock that has dropped a lot, and you could say, okay, well, you know, the stock I've held for three years, let's say, it might have not done as well as I wanted, but maybe this new stock I'm buying, even if I would have bought three years ago, it was still expensive. Mm-hmm. So you, you can still have a lot of opportunity in finding stocks that used to be expensive just because you, 
you were willing to hold off. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, it totally does. Okay, just trying to like visualize how even in the loss you can find good things to happen. Yeah, and I feel like Lisa was one of those. So I see GameStop in here a couple of times. That's interesting. I bought GameStop in January of 2017. Ended up selling. Where did I sell? I don't know where I sold it. I don't have that pulled up, but it was not a very long holding. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely before the whole meme thing. Meme thing. But something I guess we can both say, right, is we had some GameStop before yeah. GameStop was GameStop. Right. Not really. <laughs> right. In June of 2017, I bought a chicken company, sold a lot of positions to load up on the chicken company. That just kind of reinforced the idea that, man, when you put 20% in the position, when it goes well, your portfolio looks great. Mm-hmm. But when it starts to slow down, it can really hurt your performance and that can last for years. So you just got to be careful. And then, of course, there's like companies in here where it's like, how did I escape that? And and when you're really buying deep value stocks, I think that probably happens a lot more than mm-hmm. if you stick on better companies. So like when I look at Aaron's, I'll bring that up again. Yeah. You look at the price when I got in, the price when I got out, it's like dodging bullets. <laughs> and the same with American Eagle, you know, the biggest cliffs right. and valleys. <laughs> and then I think they must have had negative earnings or something, and that's why mm-hmm. we got out. But it was getting close to the end of the cliff and then jumping out at the right before everything came down. So I think you get some of that too. I mean I don't really remember those as much as I do. Like, I still think about Griffin, even though I know I shouldn't, because we sold that in early 2022. Mm-hmm. And ever since we sold, it's just continued to go up, right? Which confounds me, but <laughs> story for another day. But it's just funny again how the brain works against mm-hmm. you in making you really remember your mistakes while you could have great, great rides with certain stocks and not even think twice about them. Right. Well, there's some research that says that we feel the pain of a loss two or three times more than the joy of, of a success. And so, I yeah, believe it. it. It makes sense that we remember we remember our failures far more than we do the things we do well. Right. And you know, one other thing that stands out to me here is I know I've harped about this idea that dollar cost averaging into, into the same stock. Mm-hmm. has been a very bad thing for me because I bought Noel Brands in 2018 and that one was a huge loss. Not huge, but I mean, enough for me to remember. painful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, looking at this, I actually did that in early 2019 with American Eagle, February, mm-hmm. March, April. And that turned out really well. So right. that might be one of those mental models I revisit and we'll probably mm-hmm. talk about for weeks before I... <laughs> decide whether I'm dismantling that mental model or keeping it. Right. I mean, that's interesting. I, I would have never picked that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Where, where do you stand on the whole dollar cost averaging into the same position? I do it simply. I mean, I have, I have 16 companies in my portfolio. And right now, I'm not, I haven't really, I mean, there's a few things I've considered buying outside of that, but a vast majority of them, I've just been continually putting money into what's in my portfolio simply because I think they're good values now. And I don't know whether the things I would potentially buy would be a better fit than the things I currently own. And so, and I'm also trying to, I guess, diversify my portfolio a little more than it had been. 
and the companies that I bought are ones that you kind of put me on, on the map to and have done really well. And so it just makes sense to keep you know, feeding the winners, if you will. Do you find that certain months it's easier or harder to do that depending yeah. on valuations? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's some months that, you know, only one of the companies may offer an opportunity to reinvest. And then there can be some months where there's like seven or eight of them and you got to decide <laughs> which one is the one, which right. is the lucky one or two that are going to, you know, get some more funds. Oh yeah. So it can kind of depend just like the market, but yeah, I noticed there's definitely fluctuations in that for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to Investing for Beginners, then you probably care about money and learning how to make a good relationship with your finances. Everyone's Talking Money is hosted by money wellness expert and certified financial planner, Shauna Game. Everyone's Talking Money focuses on relevant, inclusive, and forward-thinking conversations around money. Hear about the money topics you need to know, such as ways to train your brain to reach money goals, why you should ditch your budget and start tracking your cash, and everything you need to know about paying off student loans. Simple steps to start investing as a side hustle, ways to invest in rental real estate, how to overcome money trauma, and so much more. With over 900 episodes, there's a show for any and every money question you have. I'm a big fan of Shauna's as well. She has a relatable style and soothing voice that takes some of the stress surrounding money. Shauna really speaks to the listener and never ends in an episode without actionable tips. I recently listened to the episode, Stop Stressing Over Your Money, a simple budgeting solution, where she talks about her simple, easy one, two, three system for budgeting. It helped me a lot. Are you ready to learn everything about money that no one has taught you? Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Everyone's Talking Money podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So I guess the last thing I'll leave us all with today is zooming out and looking over the history since 2014. There's been an obvious change. I mean, some things have changed and some things have not. But there's been a shift in the focus of the types of businesses that are in the portfolio, the types of businesses that are added to the portfolio. And I wonder if that's an interesting evolution for other people to kind of witness. And what's cool about Value Spotlight is you can look through the archives with just a click or two and you can see oh, wow, these were the deep value years. These were the years where Andrew was buying as ticker AZZ and uh, you know some obscure OII oil company, SHO Hotels, like some really obscure, deep, deep value names. And then more recently, Microsoft, Visa, Apple, American Express, you know, uncoincidentally, those companies are doing a lot better. And what's interesting about that too, in my opinion, is in the early years of doing that, I had a lot of success. And you can see the performance and how much I was whooping the S&P by. And then that same approach did not work for three, four years. And then through that process of beating the market by a lot and then losing to the market by a lot, I had to get kind of a mirror to like, this is what I'm doing. Is this what I want to continue doing? And I realized it's too much action. I would rather be holding a company like Apple for a really long time and letting them do the compounding for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think by being able to see somebody kind of go through that, I wonder if people can wonder if they want to do something like that too. And especially if you feel like you're not beating the market right now, 
well, maybe that's just instead of an opportunity to just give up, maybe it's an opportunity to put that mirror to your face and say, mm-hmm. can I change to something that's going to work with what I want to do for the next 10 years and not necessarily worry about what's happened for the last five years? Right. I find that a very empowering takeaway because it, it shows a growth and an evolution of a thought process and a self-reflection to figure out, hey, this isn't working what do I need to change and how can I change it? Because the more we learn, the more we're going to grow. And the the ideas that you had 10 years ago sometimes will change. doesn't mean that the values change, but the maybe the way that you execute different things will change over time as you get more experience and you learn more things. It's just natural for for everybody to evolve. I mean, our hero, Warren Buffett, certainly did the exact same thing that you're going through. He evolved. He changed what he was doing when his process needed to change. And it's worked out really well for him and it's going to work out really well for you too. Yeah, thanks. Hoping we continue this nice ride. So just along with all of this, you know, we've opened it up now. So people who want to get in can get in. So the Say the Research e-leather is now Value Spotlight. You can access it at valuespotlight.com. We're keeping the price the same until December 4th. And then the price goes up to $49 a month. Right now it's 29 So we're going to honor that for the next three months to give people who've been long-term subscribers or long-term listeners a chance to still get in at what the e-letter used to be. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, there's going to be a lot more content. It's going to be more interactive mm-hmm. on the platform. And it's going to go up in price as a result in December. Yep, perfect. Well, I mean... I'm looking forward to the, the update and the changes because I think this is all going to be a fantastic opportunity for people to learn as well as to find great stock picks that they can use to start to build and grow a portfolio. I know I have. I mean, it helped me tremendously. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, with that, we will go ahead and wrap up our show for today. I wanted to thank Andrew for taking the time to talk to us about these upcoming changes because this is important. It's important for our listeners. It's important for our business and it's going to help a lot of people. And that's what that continues to be why we do all this is to try to help everybody learn and to grow as, as investors. So with that, I will go ahead and sign us off. You guys go out there and invest with the margin of safety emphasis on the safety. Have a great week and we'll talk to you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven steps to understanding the stock market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com.